Well, welcome, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Ad Hamizia. I'm a member of the Society for Algerian Studies. I'm delighted to welcome you to today's incredibly interesting event, which I'll be moderating on Algeria GCC relations, geopolitics, energy, security. The webinar is hosted by the LSE Middle East Center and has been co-organized with the Society for Algerian Studies. We have a fantastic panel with fantastic speakers, very much looking forward. I, for one, am in for a, for a special treat as pound for pound, these are uh, two of the regions or, or the country and region which I, I look at most closely and most interested in from both a research and policy perspective. So a little on choreography and the running order for today, um, some brief house rules, uh, a brief, very brief intro from me before we dive in and have each of our speakers deliver initial remarks in around seven to eight minutes. Uh, subsequently, we'll have one or two questions from the moderator uh, before moving on to Q&A discussion with you, the audience, uh, who I trust will grill our speakers, our panelists, um, with some difficult questions or at least interesting ones. If you'd like to ask a question, uh, please type, type it into the Q&A uh, box at the bottom of your screen. So not the chat box, the Q&A just at the bottom of the screen there. Um, you can share your name and affiliation, though it's not mandatory. Uh, note that this event is also being live streamed on Facebook and is being recorded for future reference. If you'd like to tweet about the event, you can use the hashtag LSE Algeria. Now, now some very brief context um, and just a few brief words before introducing our, our fantastic speakers this morning slash afternoon, depending on where you are. Uh, first, it's worth emphasizing how under-researched the topic of Algeria GCC relations is both at bilateral country to country level, but also at Algeria to, to block level. If you Google the topic or search in university databases, as I did just yesterday evening, you'll find only very modest uh, amounts of research and policy pieces comparing, for example, the moribund, if not now dead, expired Arab Maghreb Union uh, to the relatively, relatively successful GCC organization, uh, as well as some very short commentaries uh, on the GCC positioning, for example, on uh, questions like the Western Sahara issue, uh, among other things. There is a little more on relations between Algeria and non-GCC Gulf countries, i.e. Iran and Iraq, uh, with a particular focus on Algeria's role as an effective mediator in its own heyday or golden age back in the uh, 70s and 80s, I'd say early 80s to be specific. Um, Fatiha on, on our panel, uh, I'm delighted to say is one of very few people who has recently looked into these relations uh, at an academic level, uh, and I'll be citing her chapter shortly when introducing her. Um, it's worth noting that Algeria and GCC states, for those less familiar with, uh, with the relationship or the countries, share membership at various fora and institutions, including some of the obvious ones, the Arab League, the OIC, the IBB, uh, and perhaps most importantly, uh, considering um, the composition of their economies, uh, OPEC, and of course, let me not forget the GECF, the Gas Exporting uh, Countries Forum. And like many oil producers uh, and gas producers in our region, it's this shared uh, over-dependence on hydrocarbons, which has limited trade and complementarity between Algeria and Gulf monarchies. On the relative lack of investment, not trade, but investment, when compared to North African neighbors, uh, I'm sure one of our speakers can explain why Algeria uh, performs um, underwhelmingly uh, low. Um, and of course, we had a trip to Algeria from the Crown Prince side of Saudi Arabia, Mohammed bin Salman, just a, a few years ago, and I think it's 2018, uh, slightly before COVID. 
And even if you look at the investment figures there, they were, um, you know, for the size of the these two economies, incredibly low, um, something that you might get at company level, really, or even SME level. So some key moments which I hope our speakers will speak to or touch on include the Algeria relationship with Saudi Arabia, vis-a-vis -vis the Iran side of things, Riyadh's support in an earlier time uh, for the Salafi movement, as well as its support or position on Morocco's um, uh, claim to the Western Sahara. Algeria's, of course, disgruntlement with the assertive and proactive approach uh, in 2011 and, and the years thereafter from the likes of Qatar and UAE on its doorstep in Libya. Uh, and more recently, Algeria's position as a non-interventionist uh, on the Saudi-led coalition to Yemen, uh, differing views on Syria and previously, though there is some convergence now, uh, and the going full circle, if you like. And then, of course, finally, the position it took throughout the intra-GCC feud, quarrel, tiff, dispute, beef, and all the other synonyms that we've used to describe um, that moment in time uh, or moments. Now, in the interest of time, and I'd like to introduce our speakers, uh, I've taken the liberty of some minor asset stripping of their illustrious buyers. So we have Fatih Haddazi Hani, who is a Middle East researcher specializing in the GCC monarchies at l'Institut de Recherche Stratégique de l'École Militaire, or IRSEM. Fatih also lectures at Sciences Po Lille, where she teaches history and socio-political developments in the Arabian Peninsula. Fatih is author of L'Arabie Saoudite en son question, Saudi Arabia and 100 Questions. She, um, she also contributed to Yahya Zubir's edited book on Algeria, and that citation, which I recommend uh, for anybody interested, Algeria's foreign policy in the Gulf, GCC and Iran. And most recently, she published um, the new Saudi leadership and its impact on regional policy with the International Spectator, just, uh, just this month, actually. We have Arsalan Shikawi speaking to us from Algiers, beautiful background there, Arsalan, who is the chairman of consultancy company North Sud Ventures, established in 93. He's a member of the Defense and Security Forum Advisory Board the World Economic Forum Expert Council, and the UNSCR 1540 Civil Forum. He's a visiting lecturer at both the Algerian Staff Academy and Algerian, um, and, and Algerian Civil Defense Academy, has been involved in various track to uh, discussions across North Africa and beyond. Um, and like I said, I've uh, rationed some of these bios. Sebastian Sons, last but not least, um, is a researcher at the Center for Applied Research and Partnership with the Orient, Carpo Bonn, Previously, he served as an advisor for the regional program. I won't butcher the German, um, but he uh, at GIZ, the development agency in Germany, um, and uh, among many other articles and analyses on Saudi Arabia, he's published uh, the book Built on Sand, Saudi Arabia, a Problematic Ally in German, and also recently conducted a study most pertinent to today's discussion, a new pivot to the Maghreb, or more of the same, the transformative shift of Gulf engagement in North Africa. So finally, onto our speakers, enough from me. Um, we'll start with Fatih, I would provide a historical context uh, from Istiqlal independence to the Arab Spring and maybe a little bit beyond before Arsalan takes us through the last past decade. Sebastian will provide some GCC views on Algeria and some comparative data or trends regarding GCC engagement across North Africa for, for some uh, broader uh, regional context. Fatiha, uh, over to you. Tell us, Algeria GCC over the last uh, 50 odd year, uh, 40 odd years, between 62 and uh, 2011. 15. Thank you. Thank you, Adel. Thank you, and uh, good afternoon, uh, everybody. 
So um, Adela has uh, said a lot already, but I will focus so on the uh, uh, historical relations between uh, Algeria and GCC. But as Adel said, Algerian uh, policy in the Gulf region uh, since its independence until uh, the 80s uh, have focused mainly on Iraq and Iran rather than Gulf Cooperation Council states. Uh, and this, it's mainly related to the mediating role of Algeria between the two big northern Persian Gulf states uh, of Iraq and Iran uh, on the Shat al-Arab border in 1975. Uh, and subsequently, the liberation of U.S. hostages in Tehran in 1981 and attempts to mediate also in the Iraq-Iran war in the early 80s. So Algeria's uh, natural uh, gas uh, resources provided it with a degree of economic independence, which was a prerequisite to its success in conducting a non-aligned foreign policy. So this political orientation found its echo uh, when Algeria became uh, uh, a member of uh, OPEC in July 1969. And um, uh, Algeria also played uh, an important role in the decision of Organization of Arab Petroleum Exporting Countries, or OPEC, to progressively reduce uh, oil production in order to pressure Israel Western allies in the 70s. So Algeria used to have cordial relations with Iran. Algeria's common vision with Tehran regarding challenges of third worldism and the need to safeguard shared interest inside, inside OPEC contributed to both countries having a similar geopolitical leaning. But the Algerian civil war uh, during the, the 90s diminished this trusted relationship when Algeria severed its diplomatic relation with Iran in 1993 uh, because of Tehran uh, support for the Islamic uh, Salvation Front, Le Fis. Huh? So tensions between Algeria and Iran became critical when Algeria decided to halt the legislative uh, electoral ballot on January 1992 to prevent the Fis from uh, electoral victory. And Tehran firmly condemned uh, the annulment of uh, this election. So, as I said, Algeria severed its diplomatic ties on March 93, accusing even Tehran of providing uh, military support to the armed Islamic uh, groups. Um, and uh, further, Abdelaziz Bouteflika's comeback in uh, 1999 at uh, the Algerian presidency and the 9-11 attacks in US uh, benefited to Algeria's uh, uh, come back in the international stage when it normalized uh, external relations, notably with Washington. So uh, benefiting from uh, its uh, experience in fighting um, violent radical Islamist groups, Algeria became a reliable partner in the international community in the fight against terrorism. And through this uh, angle also, um, it uh, has a, a rapprochement with the GCC states. So uh, it was only in the aftermath of the Algerian civil war, and once Bouteflika had won the presidency, uh, that relation with Tehran started to improve, to re-improve. Uh, one year later, on October 2001, both countries exchanged their uh, respective ambassadors. So strangely enough, 
Algeria did not use the same criteria with Saudi Arabia, uh, particularly uh, uh, since most of the financial support for fees came from Saudi Arabia, together with the religious Wahhabi influence um, and Salafi influence, I will say. And if um, this Salafi Wahhabi influence and financial support from Saudi Arabia are indisputable, their role in the radicalization and their impact in blowing up Algerian armed groups are far from being uh, as decisive as it's uh, widely claimed and rooted in global public opinion and specifically in the Algerian public uh, opinion, such as uh, a very good academic such as B uh, Bilal Ainin uh, has shown it in his uh, works. So Wahhabi uh, Salafi influence in Algeria began, began in early uh, 80s when Saudi and Algerian government signed a, a university agreement allowing Algerian students uh, to study in Saudi's Islamic universities. But the more relevant influence, of course, is that of the Algerian fighters in Afghanistan huh? uh, who returned to Algeria early 90s. But according to the same Bilal Enin, uh, Algerian fighters uh, in Afghanistan were much more uh, influenced by tactical military uh, commitment than by the Wahhabi doxa, by the, the Wahhabi talks uh, of, of jihad. So moreover, a uh, lot of differences of culture between uh, Afghanis, Pakistanis, and um, did not help Algerian fighters to assimilate. Uh, so Wahhabi preachers' uh, ideological influence in Afghanistan had uh, a minimal impact on Algerian fighters. Uh, these fundamentals, I think, could explain why Algeria author uh, Algerian authorities never felt the need to impose a severe response to Saudi Arabia's religious and financial networks of influence in Algeria. So, as I said, Bouteflika's accession in the presidency in April uh, 1990 enabled also Algeria to capitalize on the, the years Bouteflika has spent in exile between 1979 and 1998, and he was uh, particularly close to uh, Sheikh, uh, Sheikh Zayed, the father of the nation of UAE, um, and he was a close advisor, and he established uh, a substantial network of ties with uh, Gulf monarchs, oligarchies, with the ruling dynasty of Abu Dhabi, but also uh, the Al Saud family and other and uh, other ruling families. So Bouteflika's connection with royals and their business entourage was said to be very useful in maintaining a balanced uh, relationship with Saudi Arabia and the UAE, Qatar, and also Kuwait, because with Kuwait, uh, the Algerian also shared uh, some um, political uh, views, because Kuwait, before its invasion by Iraq, had a non-aligned uh, policy also. So um, political uh, relations with Kuwait were quite uh, uh, good. So. Uh, but uh, despite uh, several divergences on Middle Eastern and Gulf security issues with UAE and Saudi Arabia, Algeria uh, was keen to maintain an equilibrated relation 
between Iran and the GCC state uh, uh, when uh, Bouteflika uh, came to power. So, um, of course, uh, uh, this did not prevent the Algerian security apparatus uh, uh, from sharing a close and cordial relationship with the royal Saudi family, especially with the uh, the Saudi Ministry of Interior. Uh, it was Sheikh Nayef, uh, Emir Nayef at, at this uh, time. And the branch of Nayef were, was very close to the, the, the political and the military uh, and security apparatus uh, in Algeria. And they, uh, they use uh, uh, Emir Nayef and his son, Mohammed bin Nayef, who was, uh, of course, uh, uh, who was kicked off uh, in 2017, this branch of the Saudi family had very close relation with Algerians. They used to, 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 to spend time hunting in Algeria, and they had a close relation in uh, uh, sharing and combating terrorism. This was uh, the specific uh, uh, relation they, they shared. But uh, with the ascension to power with the, um, New Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman since June 2017, this situation has changed. Uh, since June 2017, the Gulf crisis opposing uh, Qatar, that now is resolved since uh, the Al Hula summit in January uh, 2021, uh, things uh, change a lot. But Algeria yes, yes, yes. I will finish because I'm approaching the Arab Spring and I will leave it to uh, Arslan. Eh? So, but I, 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 my point is to say that Algeria was able to maintain a neutral approach in accordance with its traditional diplomatic policy of non-interference uh, during this crisis, avoiding to choose between Qatar and the other Gulf capitals. Uh, so, of course, the, uh, uh, and I will finish with that, the Algerian regime's attitude towards uh, the Arab uprising was mainly shaped by domestic considerations, the impact of the still traumatic black decade, uh, civil war, security policy and geostrategic imperatives were far more critical than the fear of potential democratic diffusion, and this is was the main fear from the GCC countries and especially Saudi Arabia and UAE. And these have uh, uh, seen a uh, uh, lot of uh, diverging points between uh, Algeria and uh, GCC countries. And I leave the floor to Aslan. I had many things to add, but <laughs> the time is over. Thank you. Thank you so much, Fatah. You know, you covered a lot in, uh, you covered quite a, quite a bit of uh, uh, time in, uh, in, in just a few minutes. So thank you so much. Uh, we now transition to Aslan, who is in a, warmer uh, setting, uh, slightly more beautiful uh, than some of our backgrounds. Uh, Arsenal, if you could uh, give us a talk d'horizon in this sort of past decade, where are we vis-a-vis -vis Algeria Gulf relations with a focus on the Algeria's perspective? Thank, thank you, Adel, and thank you, Fatiha, for, uh, for this uh, background, uh, which is very interesting. If, if I may turn off the camera, because there is a problem of connectivity, uh, do you allow yes. me, Adel, to do it? Of course, please. Thank you very much. Thank you. So uh, uh, I, I will start from, from the point that uh, what is driving the, uh, uh, the relation, uh, the Algerian relation with the uh, GCC? 
is that, uh, as, as you already said, I mean, Algeria is a very rich country in oil and gas, but more than that, it is a rich country in rare minerals and minerals, which are key, uh, and, 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 and it is a key member of OPEC. These are, uh, um, these are um, the two elements that could, uh, or that are, uh, uh, that are uh, driving the, uh, the relationship with the GCC. What I can say is that it, it, it has a long, a long history uh, of, of, of supporting regional, um, I mean, uh, uh, Algeria has a long history of supporting regional mediation efforts uh, as in Mali and, and, and most recently in Libya and uh, taking leadership roles in regional uh, organizations, as, as you already know, like, like uh, African Union. Uh, uh, the country, I mean, Algeria is uh, fiercely uh, rejects uh, um, foreign influence, as, 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 as Fatiha said, uh, foreign influence uh, in its own domestic politics as well as in other countries' uh, affairs. Uh, this uh, has often put Algeria at odds with uh, GCC actors. What we can say is that Algeria has been uh, critically, uh, or has been especially critical of GCC intervention in Libya. Uh, in Libya, including the support of some Gulf states for the uh, 2011 uh, NATO campaign and uh, uh, against the uh, against the uh, against Muammar al-Qaddafi uh, regime, and therefore the financial uh, and often uh, times directly uh, military support of for for various uh, uh, factions in the Libyan conflict. The high level of foreign and GCC intervention. In the uh, in the uh, in the affairs of of their neighbor has provoked fears among the Algerian rulership uh, of greater regional instability. Uh, uh, Algeria uh, Algeria uh, as a country and and the relationship between Algeria and GCC at, at the economic levels or, or, or economic ties are minimal uh, uh, compared to those of Morocco and Tunisia uh, uh, that Morocco and Tunisia has with the GCC. The, 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 the economic ties are very, I mean, are low comparing to the one that GCC has with Morocco and Tunisia. But as Algeria looks uh, to uh, embark on economic diversification um, and the, the development of non-hydrocarbon markets, it is seeking to attract more foreign uh, direct investments. And uh, to, to, to that end, Algeria is trying to uh, consolidate and to reinforce its, its, uh, its relationship, its, its ties with the GCC, uh, uh, um, with GCC. As you already know, I mean, uh, Algeria is, has top in, in investors uh, in the country, within the country, which are China and Turkey and Spain for, for Europe and at some extent France. So uh, now Algeria in this, in this uh, strategy to diversify the, um, the, um, the, the partners is trying to reinforce and to, uh, to consolidate the, the ties with the GCC to make a balance between, between, between the blocks 
between the Chinese, Turkey, and GCC uh, partner. This um, this is uh, 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 I mean this is. This is this is a part of the uh, of the uh, foreign uh, foreign policy uh, of Algeria, is to try to uh, uh, to again not let any uh, any block or any country to be to have uh, to have uh, to have a monopoly uh, and and by extent to have an influence of on on its own uh, or its internal uh, uh, affairs. How uh, how uh, the GCC views uh, Algeria Morocco tensions because uh, uh, because this is this is mainly the issue that we are interested in uh, as uh, as Fatih has said and it is correctly said and 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 Adel also said the um, the the relationship between Morocco and Algeria are 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 are, are, uh, are worse since 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 uh, the last two months. And uh, the rift between Algeria and Morocco uh, uh, push uh, push the, um, the the GCC to not interfere uh, 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 to not interfere in the uh, in the in this in this uh, in this dispute. Um, why? Because GCC, the GCC countries are uh, trying to to make uh, to make uh, or to have. To have a balanced ties between uh, between them and, and and Morocco and and Algeria as well. So the GCC countries are uh, uh, are likely to remain uh, neutral with uh, without supporting a side against another, even even though uh, they diplomatically support Morocco's stance uh, with regard to Western Sahara issue. Uh, uh, as you already know, I mean the the position of Algeria regarding uh, regarding the Palestinian issue or the Arab Israeli uh, 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 the Arab Israeli issue uh, is uh, 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 is one of the uh, the the the, um, the the key factor that uh, that uh, that uh, led Algeria to not support. And to not support or to not to not be uh, to, to to be unhappy, if I may say that, uh, 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 by the rapprochement of uh, of the uh, of Morocco and and Israel uh, uh, by signing the uh, the Abraham uh, the Abraham uh, uh, agreement or the Abraham Accord. So. Uh, Algeria, I think the, the I think Algeria will will continue to have this this position, and uh, we um, we uh, this position. But in the same time, Algeria will try to uh, balance its relationship between the Saudi, between the uh, the uh, the UAE, and between also Qatar. And, uh, uh, and 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 to not uh, and, and and all of them are trying also to uh, back the uh, the the Algerian position to not let Algeria to uh, to consolidate or to reinforce its ties with with Iran or to push Algeria to consolidate its its ties with with Iran. Uh, the GCC states, uh, as uh, the Saudi, uh, if you yeah. could just uh, wrap up in the sort of final minute. Yeah, I can. I can wrap up in 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 in, in two sentences. Uh, 
what we can say is that Algeria is naturally at odds with the GCC uh, uh, on many of, uh, of, of, of points. And it is, uh, it is because not, it is not a monarchy first, and it is not financially dependent on the GCC. This is, this is very important. More than this, Algeria, uh, Algeria views GCC support for Morocco as uh, at odds uh, with its own interest and uh, stability due to all, uh, all the, uh, due to, 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 to what already I, I said about this, this issue. I can, I can wrap up as, 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 uh, as, um, as Algeria, uh, in, in one hand, is trying to, to, uh, to, to deepen its relationship with, with, with the GCC as block, but also to, uh, to, to have a, a bilateral relations with each country differently uh, as it is with the block. Thank you so much, Arsenal. Many interesting points. Um, in fact, I think it was just a few days ago that GCC Secretary General had, had called for calm between the two uh, Maghreb heavyweights. Um, and also your point on, um, on investment and uh, aid or financial uh, independence will be interesting going forward as Algeria um, strengthens or, uh, or its financial position becomes weakened vis-a-vis -vis the oil price, uh, et cetera. Before going to Sebastian, if I can just ask colleagues in the audience who have uh, interesting, short, simple, sweet questions to, to, start to, um, to start to enter them into the Q&A box and we'll try to get as many as we can. But now, last but not least, Sebastian, what do GCC countries uh, uh, think about relations with Algeria and where are we today? And if you could provide a little bit of regional context. Sebastian, over to you. Thank you so much, Adel, uh, for the kind introduction. And, and thank you also, Fatiha and Aslan, for, for your great, great input. So um, it's, a, it's a difficult job for me now to, to add something new. So let me, let me try to provide a kind of a general overview and kind of a contextualization um, uh, how Algeria, um, how important Algeria is uh, from a GCC's per perspective when it comes to, to their engagement in North Africa. So, and I want, just want to start with the, with the GCC perspective uh, and the situation the Gulf states are at the moment. Uh, so domestically, as we all know, um, the GCC states are undergoing a fundamental shift from traditional rentier states to post-oil economies, at least to some extent. Um, and, and social contracts are on the brink, and this process has been accelerated due to the decline in oil prices and the outbreak of COVID-19. Um, so this double shock or the dual shock, uh, um, uh, whatever you might call it. And uh, on, on the regional level, of course, also the politi political trajectory of all Gulf states has been shaped uh, by various factors and developments including the rising rivalry with Turkey and Iran, the internal Gulf Rift that has been mentioned before, the military crises in Syria, Iraq, and Yemen, and of course, other fundamental uh, developments such as climate change, to only mention a few. And uh, the US retrenchment from the Middle East uh, also puts the Gulf states under severe pressure to pursue a significant diversification of the external partnerships. Um, uh, and we see it, uh, of course, uh, in, in, in terms of, of China, Russia, and also India and other countries. Um, so, and those both dimensions, uh, the regional and the domestic, they largely affect the engagement of the respective Gulf states in North Africa. So whenever we want to explain what is happening in North Africa in terms of, or, or regarding the GCC or how the GCC engage in North Africa, we need to take into consideration both dimensions uh, in order to understand their approach. 
So let me just briefly um, uh, provide you with an overview of, of specific GCC states. I will focus on the UAE, Saudi Arabia and, and uh, Qatar. And in general, the UAE acts uh, today in the most proactive, strategic and comprehensive way, uh, driven by its long-term maritime and geostrategic aspirations. So North African countries in general serve as a gateway to other markets such as Europe, Sub-Saharan Africa, or even beyond the Atlantic. And against this backdrop, uh, Algeria uh, plays a prominent role in the maritime strategy of the UAE. Um, there are two holdings of the uh, logistical champion BP World in the ports of Algiers and Jenjen. And um, there is, of course, an, an interest of the UAE to expand and to extend its, its presence um, in maritime infrastructure in Algeria and other countries uh, in, in North Africa, but also um, uh, in, in West Africa. In contrast, Saudi Arabia uh, needs to focus more on its domestic affairs and its direct neighborhood. Um, Saudi Arabia is suffering more from the double shock uh, than the UAE or also Qatar, and it has to uh, be successful with its uh, ambitious and maybe over-ambitious socioeconomic transformation. Uh, so the, the focus at the moment is uh, on, on uh, the domestic level in order to preserve stability and provide um, uh, future perspectives uh, for the young Saudis. And uh, specifically, its, its regional focus is also more on direct neighboring countries, such as Yemen, uh, first and foremost, but also Iraq, uh, the Horn of Africa, uh, and of course, uh, Lebanon, as we have witnessed in, in the last couple of weeks. And, and therefore, Saudi Arabia's engagement in North Africa is mostly driven by a transactional, non-strategic approach that does not really follow a comprehensive master plan and is, of course, also kind of reactive. And Qatar, very briefly, finds itself in the middle of both extremes. It is driven by economic interests and still considers North Africa to be a potential market in terms of energy and infrastructure. But uh, in, uh, in North Africa in general, Qatar has lost, of course, um, kind of its leverage um, since the Arab uprising, specifically in Tunisia and, of course, also in Egypt um, and, and its uh, foreign policy has um, uh, has become uh, much more pragmatic under under the new emir um, uh, in the last couple of years. So, what does this assessment mean for the Gulf engagement in, in Algeria? Some uh, some topics has been raised uh, uh, in, from from the other speakers. So um, maybe um, maybe I will I will uh, repeat uh, some of the issues, but um, they are important. Uh, in short, Algeria still remains a difficult partner and sometimes a black box for the Gulf states. Um, uh, Algeria performed the balancing act uh, during the Gulf Rift by fostering reconciliation with Iran and Qatar. And this, of course, uh, has, has raised concerns uh, on the Saudi and on the Emirati side. But at the, at the same time, and Aslan, you have uh, you pointed it out, uh, you have pointed out the government is in dire need of external investment and military support. And this has resulted in closer collaboration with Saudi Arabia and the UAE. But in total, uh, in total statistics and total figures, um, uh, the, the trade and the investment volume remains uh, remain quite uh, quite minimal in comparison to, to Morocco or also Tunisia. Correct. Um, however, under the Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, all Gulf states or the Saudi Arabia specifically did not really establish close networks uh, with Algeria's political elites and, and specifically Saudi Arabia is still lacking leverage. Um, and uh, from a GCC perspective in general, Algeria has not opened up completely to them in terms of business, uh, which has hampered Gulf investments. 
additionally, Saudi Arabia and the UAE criticized Algeria's refusal to designate Hezbollah and Hamas as terrorist organizations. Um, and of course, also the, the more non-interventionist stance towards Bashar al-Assad in, in Syria uh, also concerned uh, specifically Saudi Arabia and the UAE in recent years. And uh, on the other hand, there are also uh, reservations from the Algerian side when it comes to more cooperation with the GCC states. Um, just I will just mention them briefly because, Aslan, you also outlined most of them. The Western Sahara conflict um, is, of course, uh, the, the utmost priority for Algeria, and it concerns uh, the Gulf states, how to handle it. Specifically, from a UAE perspective, um, um, the UAE has opened a consulate in the Western Sahara in October 2020 and was in the direct aftermath harshly criticized by Algeria. Um, the UAE's normalization with Israel is also opposed by Algeria, um, and that uh, drives a further rift uh, between uh, the UAE and Algeria. Also, when we take into consideration Morocco's uh, normalization, as Aslan uh, has mentioned. And uh, also, Algeria is strongly concerned about the military engagement of regional powers in neighboring Libya, such as the UAE, and um, this is uh, these are the most diverging diverging points. Uh, let me let me finally come to two trends that might be interesting to follow um, when it comes to to the GCC engagement with Algeria in a broader context. So first, and this is uh, this is maybe not a trend. It is. I, I would like to argue, and I will maybe um, uh, I would like put this argument uh, for discussion. Algeria could become another theater for Saudi UAE competition. Uh, we already see the escalation of our economic competition between the UAE and Saudi Arabia in different sectors and regions, specifically in the last couple of months, and specifically after the Al Ula um, uh, declaration has been signed and the, the Qatar blockade or the Gulf Rift has been solved, at least on the surface. So Saudi Arabia is more and more replicating the UAE's successful business model to diversify its economy and attract investors. And this Dubai 2.0 approach could also affect the Saudi UAE engagement in Algeria, for instance, in the, in the field of maritime infrastructure, as I have um, briefly outlined, or in the field of renewable energy. And uh, finally, and this might sound a little bit contradictory to my first argument, but I think that could complement with each other, uh, Saudi Arabia has entered a period of more pragmatic and less interventionist foreign policy. Um, it has understood that, uh, that it needs to engage with rivals such as Iran, Turkey, and Qatar to preserve its regional position and specifically its economic object objectives. A region in turmoil is not in the business interest of Saudi Arabia, um, which is in dire need of foreign direct investment. So, and against this backdrop, Algeria could play um, a potential role as a facilitator for Saudi Arabia to better engage maybe with Iran and Turkey. And it seems also interesting to follow how the current UAE-Turkey reconciliation will play out in Algeria. Uh, so this will, of course, not provide answers, uh, but maybe uh, some, some fruitful thought for the discussion. And, and thank you very much. Thank you so much, Sebastian. Um, glad that we have several questions coming in, some very interesting, uh, some difficult ones, uh, if, if I may say so. Um, what I'm going to ask our speakers to do, I'm going to forego my uh, potential privilege as, as moderator to ask questions. You have so many coming in. Um, short questions, relatively short answers, please. Um, and only if you'd like to two-finger or uh, you have something to add, uh, if you could follow up. So we're going to start with a, a couple of questions from Dr. Rashid. Um, and uh, she asks, and this is open, this is an open, uh, open floor. Has Algeria ever signed a security agreement with Saudi Arabia or another 
GCC country during the close ties that Prince Nayef maintained with Algeria, which Fatiha had alluded to, and, and also follows on and asked whether Algeria fears GCC destabilization of, on its domestic front um, um, in, by GCC countries, uh, should Algeria take a strong position, which it, well, at least President Tabun has, on normalization of Israel and become overtly critical of GCC normalization. Who wants to take that, those two, or one of them? Uh, well, to to respond to uh, Dr. Madawi uh, Rashid's uh, answer about uh, if uh, uh, Algeria and Saudi Arabia have signed a, a security agreement, in fact, the security cooperation between Algeria and Saudi Arabia came from the very close uh, cooperation, security uh, cooperation. Uh, in the framework of uh, the uh, Arab League states. And as we all know, security co or cooperation uh, between the Arab states, the major and main angle is, uh, of course, security cooperation. This is a, a very, um, um, a very uh, positive aspect of uh, the fact that this Arab state cooperate. Uh, so this came from uh, the Arab League state. Uh, uh, as far as I know, I, I, uh, I don't have knowledge of a security agreement signed between both countries. I, I think that uh, uh, intelligence exchanges were extremely important. And uh, this was uh, the, the, the main uh, basic uh, base of the relations between uh, Algeria and the Nayef uh, branch um, that uh, was the apex of the security uh, cooperation between both countries. But uh, I, I don't have the knowledge of a, a formal uh, agree agreement of security cooperation. Thank you so much, uh, Fatih. Arsalan or Sebastian, do you want to come in on that point or the Algeria yeah, fearing GCC on its doorstep point on, question. On that point, I just want to add two, two or three things to what Fatiha said uh, correctly. And that is, there is no uh, no real agreement between uh, between uh, between the uh, between the Saudi and, and Algeria. But as uh, as you you know that uh, since uh, since the uh, President Taboon has been elected uh, last year in in December. Um, there was, uh, um, the, um, I mean, in December, the, uh, Algeria hosted the uh, the visit of uh, the uh, the Saudi uh, foreign minister, uh, for, uh, minister of foreign affairs, as well as the UAE uh, minister of foreign affairs, which was followed uh, by the Qataris uh, Emir visit in 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 February 2020. And then uh, uh, just recently, it was uh, swifted by invitations uh, for the Algerian president to visit Riyadh. So there was a talks, and as you said, Fatih Hayot is correct, uh, uh, sharing information uh, or intelligence, it, it depends on uh, from which perspective we see it. Uh, uh, the, um, <clears throat> The, the relationship uh, the uh, the uh, there is no real agreement but there is there is uh, exchanges of visits and 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 they want to deep uh, to deep this uh, security relation 
between the Saudi and, and, and Algeria. Thank you so much, Arsene. Sebastian, do you want to add to that or should, can we move on to other questions? No, no, just very, very briefly. I don't have uh, that much to add, uh, but also in terms of, of military cooperation when it comes to arms sales, etc., there, there is kind of an of collaboration between Algeria and the GCC. It's an interesting market uh, for, for the GCC countries, specifically for, for the UAE. And, and for the future, also Saudi Arabia wants to localize its military in this industrial production. And, and, and maybe, maybe at a later stage, there might be an opportunity also to engage here on a more substantial bilateral level as soon as, as uh, Saudi Arabia has established uh, uh, facilities uh, through SAMI and, and other companies in order to produce their own military equipment. So for those unfamiliar, Sebastian was referring to Saudi military industries, military company, state-owned. Um, and just um, a, a small point, which is a footnote on the security um, question, which is um, a few years ago when we had the launch of this, uh, again, it seems ineffective uh, regional organization or Sunni majority Islamic NATO or IMTC, as it was called, Algeria was one of a few, few well, I think, if not only this, the only Sunni majority state which did not sign up, just as a point on, on position. Um, we now move to a, a, another question, um, and we can tie it between uh, Dr. Ilyas Bukarami and Safiya Sauli, which asks, you know, what are the energy synergy opportunities between Algeria and the GCC states? And um, more generally, you know, are there other sectoral um, opportunities that we can think of. Um, just for context, I was living in the UAE in the late 2000s, and I remember Imar, uh, I, I'm not kidding, they, were, they launched $30 billion plans for Algeria, which of course didn't go anywhere. Um, and and that's, uh, that was of course in the El Dorado years of $140 plus barrels. But um, you know, where are we in terms of investment or trade? What kind of synergies could we see? Uh, Fateha, Sebastian, Arsenal. Well, I, Whoever I, wants to come in. Now, this uh, energy issues, I, I will leave it for <laughs> Arslan or Sebastian because it's not my. Uh, <laughs> please, my any, any, anything on renewables, hydrogen, please. Uh, can can I? Uh, yeah, on on the energy, I think I think uh, uh, Algeria as 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 uh, as an OPEC member uh, has. Um, has to thank to to to, to to reinforce its 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 ties and 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 and, and with the Saudi, uh, the Saudi play a key role in the in the OPEC in the OPEC uh, in the uh, OPEC organization. So, uh, I think the ties between the, the 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 GCC and Algeria regarding the issue of of energy are more uh, uh, connected to uh, to the OPEC. Rather than uh, to other uh, other uh, other issue uh, regarding the economic, I have some figures here. Maybe we can. Um, yeah, uh, you said that uh, that uh, that yeah that Algeria. Uh, yeah, if if I see here. Uh, there was there was a lot of uh, more than 20 billion as as you said adel uh, uh, investments in 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 algeria and 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 since since some years since 3 years or 4 years or more than this all these investments that came from from the gcc are are pending now 
are completely pending and 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 and, and we, really we don't know where where the money went <laughs> uh, uh, but the um there there are still there are still room uh, to develop something with with the with the with the, uh, with the GCC regarding the uh, the renewable energy I think there is no real project. I don't have any, any information about the projects, but there is no real projects between the GCC and Algeria in the uh, renewable uh, um, energy. Uh, despite, uh, as, as, as Sebastian said, I mean, the, all the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the, the economic ties that, uh, that are uh, directed to uh, to DP World and, and and some and some 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 project like this, but not more than than, than these projects. I think uh, energy are more uh, energy. Uh, the issue of energy is more uh, connected to the uh, European Algerian relationship rather than the GCC, uh, uh, except for the OPEC. Absolutely, and, and I think on that point, it's already been just over five years since that historical Algiers Accord, um, where we had the OPEC, non-OPEC uh, alliance come about in 2016 with Botafa and uh, Khalid al both former ministers of energy. Sebastian, did you have anything to add on that point? Yes, uh, so, some brief points. Uh, so I think um, when, we, when we take the GCC perspective into consideration, specifically the UAE and also Saudi Arabia, Algeria um, needs to be put into a broader picture. So how important is, the, is North Africa at the moment for the GCC? I think they are struggling with, with other areas in the region. Um, as I tried to outline, Yemen, of course, is of utmost importance for Saudi Arabia. They need to get out of this quagmire. Um, they also are very much concerned about the situation at the Horn of Africa. Iran, um, uh, Lebanon, Iraq, uh, to only mention a few, and therefore capacities, interest, and institutional networks with North African countries, except of Egypt, are lacking. So I think that holds that holds true specifically for Tunisia. That holds true also for Algeria and and to a lesser extent uh, to Morocco. Uh, so and therefore uh, economic engagement and and projects with Algeria are not top priority at the moment uh, from a Saudi perspective. UAE is is a different case. So they have they see Algeria as part of a of a maritime hub, um, as part of a maritime network, and and therefore they want to see and they they are they will they will assess their chances to invest in geostrategic and, uh, and, and geostrategic infrastructure, be it uh, in ports, be it in railroads, uh, be it in, in, uh, um, in, in, in container ports whatsoever. Uh, and Algeria is, is, of, is of interest, but Morocco is maybe more interesting um, because due to its geographic location, it, is, it has a direct access uh, to the Atlantic and, and uh, UAE wants to establish its network even beyond the Atlantic and Latin America and elsewhere. And I think this is um, where, Algeria uh, could step in. Maybe just one brief sentence to another sector that could be of interest, of potential interest, is development cooperation. Uh, of course, this is not this is not economic per se, but it um, it can provide access to specific markets. Algeria has um, established, I think, last year its own development cooperation agency. Um, Gulf states such as Qatar, Kuwait, and the UAE are extremely active, not only in humanitarian aid but also when it comes to long-term provision. Of, of educational, uh, vocational training, et cetera. 
uh, in this regard, maybe there might be a chance in the future for trilateral or bilateral cooperation on a south-south level between Algeria on the one hand and one of the GCC states on the other, or um, through a multilateral organization, I think, uh, Adol, you have mentioned it in your introduction, the Islamic Development Bank could serve as a very interesting uh, key player in which Saudi Arabia is the biggest stakeholder and thus also plays a role in it. Um, uh, but other than that, uh, I think the priorities at the moment are on other regions and on other sectors. I think it'll be interesting to see uh, how players like Aquapower and there is some financing that I think takes place in places like Algeria, which are small private players. Sometimes the sometimes the owners are Gulfi or from the Gulf, but the um, ownership or is registered in a Luxembourg or a Malta or wherever it may be. So that sometimes skews the numbers. Arsalan, you had a two finger. Yes, thank you very much. Just to add to what Sebastian said, I mean, just to uh, to uh, to talk about the agency. Thank you, uh, Sebastian, for the uh, for the uh, for mentioning this this uh, this uh, this issue. Yeah, the uh, cooperation or the agency for uh, uh, cooperation is 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 not. I mean, has been set up uh, two years ago or three years ago, uh, two years ago. Uh, but it is an old an old project. It was already there uh, in the 90s, and then uh, President Bouteflika uh, just uh, just uh, closed this agency, and then uh, it, it, this agency came back uh, again. But um, the main focus of the agency, in the time being, or for uh, the short term, will be Africa. Again, so uh, as, as, as you mentioned that the GCC countries, most of them are focusing on other areas and Africa is not a priority uh, uh, for Algeria today. The priority is Africa uh, uh, to be a link between Europe and Africa, a key link between Europe and Africa. So there is, uh, there is this, um, um, this, uh, this uh, different interest from, from two blocks or two regions uh, to other, uh, other areas. Thank you so much. Fatih Sebastian, you had very quick... Uh, yeah, um, yes. I, I, I just want to, to come back to a question we, we didn't uh, respond to uh, about the Abraham Accord and the effect, uh, impact. But absolutely. <laughs> Fatih, we were going to come to that. And, and uh, if I could push you and yeah. ask if you could um, disaggregate the Gulf states on this position and yes, who is more aligned with Algeria. You referred to a country beginning with K and it would be great if you could uh, open that up a bit. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I, I, I want to focus on the fact that the, the, the major impact for Algeria, of course, is the normalization between Morocco and Israel. Uh, it's of major concern for, the stabi for, for Algeria's stability. Uh, the Algerian government thinks that uh, since the, uh, this normalization, uh, things are worsening on uh, the Western Sahara front. And this is of major, major impact on Algeria's stability. That's why uh, when UAE had recognized Moroccan sovereignty on Western Sahara, and I think that this uh, could uh, really um, worsen relations between Algeria and uh, some of GCC countries. I think that Saudi Arabia has been a little bit more uh, uh, prudent, but uh, it's sure that uh, if Saudi Arabia and the UAE, especially and Bahrain, but, but Bahrain is not really uh, 
uh, is not really sovereign. I'm sorry, but um, if they push uh, on on this uh, on this uh, cooperation between uh, this trilateral cooperation between Morocco, Israel, and uh, and this uh, uh, Gulf state that signed the Abraham Accord, this could be of uh, yes major impact on Algeria and uh, could be a major shift geopolitically and this could push and this could uh, yes push algeria to reinforce its relation with iran the, 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 so in that uh, i think that arslan uh, spoke about uh, but i think he was a, a little bit optimistic i'm afraid to be more pessimistic and uh, but uh, to respond to your question adel uh, for instance, Algeria and Kuwait has exactly uh, the same perception of the fact that uh, no question to, uh, of course, uh, officialize or normalize any uh, relation with Israel. It's far from being... Even Oman, I have some discussions with the ambassador of Oman uh, in, in Paris, who, who, who said that uh, no question to normalize with Israel uh, uh, as um, uh, because the Palestinian uh, question is uh, totally uh, ignored in, uh, in in this Abraham Accord. So uh, Algeria is still has still the same positions of his non-aligned uh, policy. Uh, it's maintaining uh, its constant position on Palestine and Israel, and uh, but. Uh, if uh, the tensions worsen and they are very, very serious between Morocco and Algeria, this could uh, this could uh, change uh, uh, the yes the, the logician yes. Thank you so much, uh, Fatih. We we started around four or five minutes late, so we'll we'll go on to what is in London five past four. Um, so just some quick uh, answers or uh, inputs from Arsene and Sebastian. I I see you have uh, your hands up. But if I can ask you to also touch on a question from Marianne, whose surname I can't see, and she asked whether we uh, have, she asked, how do you look at Saudi Arabia and other GCC countries' support for Morocco to become a member of the AU? Um, I'm not sure what she means exactly. Morocco has been a member for, a, they've rejoined after several decades out, a couple of years ago, but maybe in terms of, um, you know, specific positioning through proxies or, uh, other African countries which are close to to, Af to close to the Gulf or Saudi UAE. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I want just to uh, also to, to to come back to the Abraham uh, okay. uh, agreement or accord. Uh, yes, definitely Algeria is not interested at all, at all because it's 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 a principle. It's it's a part of the doctrine. It's a part of of, of everything that you already mentioned uh, uh, as a, a historical. Uh, Still a historical issue. Uh, Algeria is there is there is no intention at all, even in dreaming, to uh, to uh, to um, uh, to have ties or to to uh, to have an up, uh, 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 ties with with Israel. The tension between Morocco and Algeria could be worse in the in the, in the, in the few in the near future, but uh, I'm not seeing any evolu any positive evolution for the next. For the next five years, at least for the next five years, between the two countries, if the situation will be as it is now, uh, which means that there is this uh, 
this not this competition but more than a competition it's it's more uh, tensions real tensions and 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 and, and I, I don't see i don't see any evolution in the in the relationship between morocco and algeria within the next 5 years positively speaking and algeria doesn't have any um, any intention to normalize with with israel and uh, and 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 uh, uh, for 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 a long time it's it's even in even even as i said it's not it's not in the in the in its dream uh, i didn't understand what what, 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 what was the, the question I think, about it, the... I think it may have been on house saudi anyway it may have previously supported morocco on its um uh, you know uh, return to the EU. They will um, put uh, too much efforts to uh, to uh, to support uh, uh, to support this kind of 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 uh, of, uh, of issues with the with the, with the African Union. Uh, what is what is maybe what we we have to look at is what could be the competition within the countries with the Libyan the Libyan issue. This is this is I think this is the the, the issue. Uh, uh, and 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 how 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 every part or every uh, Gulf countries could uh, uh, would play uh, a role in the in the construction or uh, the 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 build up of, of of Libya in the future after the elections. So this this could be the 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 focus for the for the for the the next the next decade, even for uh, for the GCC countries. Absolutely. And Algeria is and Algeria is 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 really uh, uh, keen to 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 balance between all uh, the players within within uh, within Libya. Absolutely, and I, I think Arsalan uh, rightfully points out that Libya. We've already seen um, some alleged influencing on who the envoy, the UN envoy, was um, uh, based on previous Gulf. Uh, engagement as well as with with DC and, and other capitals. Uh, Sebastian, if I, if I can ask all colleagues, and I'll go in reverse order, and you can bring in any point, just in your final minute takeaway thoughts, um, if you could also speak to um, where you think Algeria-GCC relations um, will be in, say, 2025. Will, we be, will there be a closer relationship? Will it be status quo? Or will we drift apart even further? So looking into your crystal ball, um, and I know there are variations between the Gulf states, but for the purposes of time, uh, just your uh, scenario planning in, in one or two sentences um, before we wrap up. Uh, we'll go Sebastian Arsalan and then Fatih Hatsan, uh, last but not least. Sebastian. Of course, that's a very easy question, um, very easy to answer. Um, let me put it this way. Of course, it depends on the domestic priorities of each GCC states. If Algeria is of use, if it can benefit from the from the from a closer relationship, be it in economic terms or in political terms, uh, when it comes to power consolidation at home um, and economic diversification at home, then of course Algeria will remain maybe more important than at the moment. 
Um, it also depends a little bit how um, the uh, inner or the inter uh, the internal Gulf relations will develop. So um, if uh, if the UAE Saudi competition uh, will further escalate, and if, for instance, the UAE um, together with Morocco and Israel uh, will try to foster trilateral cooperation, I could imagine that Saudi Arabia might try to form a counter counterweight. Uh, so we have seen a similar or one example in the Jordanian um, UAE Israeli uh, um, cooperation uh, in, in the water and in the solar sector when Saudi Arabia um, tried to push UAE to get out of this deal. So, and maybe uh, at a later stage, it is the utmost Saudi interest to establish itself as the as the most important uh, trade and economic hub in the region. And therefore it will rally with the UAE for economic supremacy. And in this regard, if Algeria could help this, uh, this objective to be achieved, then there might be a further and more enhanced cooperation. That at least my, my, look, into the, my, my look into the crystal ball. Thank you so much, Sebastian. Uh, Arsenal. Yeah, uh, it, uh, for me, in the short term, it will be status quo. Uh, it will be status quo. And then, as uh, Sebastian also said, it depends on the position uh, of, of, of the, G, the, the Gulf countries on the other regions uh, and the, the interest on the other uh, regions as, as, as South Asia and, 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 and the Yemen and, and, and so on. And also, it depends on the position of Algeria on those on those issues, uh, what, how how will be the position of Algeria regarding all these these issues in the other region? The third point, and I will finish with this, is uh, how again it depends on how could be or how greater will be the connectivity with Europe and African markets and the GCC, and and if Algeria could play a role between between all this. And what could be the position in this? Th that uh, at that time we can we can see any uh, uh, um, uh, um, evolution from the status quo to another uh, to another step. Thank you so much, Arsenal. Fatiha, last words to you. Well, and, last, <laughs> and last forecast or predictions. Here. <laughs> well, uh, if I may add something to my uh, two uh, excellent colleagues. Uh, perhaps uh, I think that Algeria, uh, in the point of view of Algeria, uh, they will focus on their domestic policy, I think, and uh, also the immediate uh, neighborhood, because we are seeing that, uh, for instance, Tunisia, which is uh, a small state, but very important for Algeria because of uh, of the uh, strong Algerian support uh, during the, the transition in Tunisia, it had uh, con uh, built uh, good relations either with uh, Ranoushi, either with Nida Tunis, Qaid uh, Sipsi, etc. And they have seen that uh, they are uh, very, uh, really concerned by uh, uh, the, the reorientation of the policy that Qaid uh, Saeed took. And um, UAE and Saudi Arabia are uh, showing uh, most of interest. They have uh, supported strongly uh, the coup of uh, of uh, uh, Saeed uh, and also Egypt. So I think that uh, Algeria will focus on its domestic, local and regional landscape 
much more than projecting with uh, uh, cooperation, economic cooperation with Gulf state. Thank you so much, Fatih. Tunisian colleagues would say uh, Gulf friends have not put money on the table thus far, uh, but that's a, a completely different topic. Um, for future um, for future engagements and discussions on this, I, I think it'd be great to think about the role of agriculture as well for, for potential cooperation, um, particularly of Algeria's uh, semi-agrarian revolution or whatever you want to call it at the moment to minimize its, its imports and support its, uh, its uh, trade balance, et cetera, et cetera. And also the role of media, I think, is a very interesting topic, which we could maybe discuss uh, in future, future events, um, not to mention the very highly qualified Algerian diaspora, low in number, but high in quality, particularly in the energy and media sectors from Adnoc to Aramco to QGAS, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I can't thank our speakers uh, enough. Sorry for going over a few minutes. Um, I thought it was highly insightful, very rare to discuss this topic, and I hope we can do more of it. Um, from my end, I'd like to thank uh, Nadine at the LSE Middle East Centre on behalf of the Society of Algerian Studies, uh, Rob Lowe and, and colleagues at the Society, and also thank my, my own colleagues, um, Bill, uh, Ilyas, uh, Hugh, Zineb, uh, um, uh, uh, and Hakim uh, from the Society for Algerian Studies. We hope you can tune in for future events. Look forward to engaging further. Um, we hope this variant doesn't uh, destroy 2022. So inshallah khair, as we say. And uh, last word is to thank Arsalan, Fatiha, and Sebastian. And I wish everybody a wonderful rest of the day, evening, morning. Thank you so much.